from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. So we're at it this morning again. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. What you need to know about cybersecurity news and geopolitical stuff and everything else that'll help you do your job as a practitioner a whole lot better. And we've got a packed show this morning. I say it every morning. I know I do. I know. It's kind of like my signature line at some point. I see some of the comments. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and why and Rumble. And why are we uh, um, having uh, such a busy show today? Well, one, we now know that China was actively hacking the U.S. government ahead of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's visit to China last month. We also know that there's a whole slew of vulnerabilities that are still being released after Patch Tuesday in the aftermath, some from Rockwell Automation, some from SonicWall, and so many others. It's tremendous. And some really interesting moves happening in the cybersecurity uh, partner and vendor industry. I call them partners, the, the good ones. Uh, and, and we've got a, a few good ones going against one who may or may not be good. Uh, that, that'll be uh, for you to decide uh, here in a little bit. So that's our show today. It's packed. Don't go anywhere. Grab your cup of coffee because I've got my espresso to power me through this morning's show. And let's get it going. Coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. I love a good cup of coffee in the morning. Love it. Cyberhappodcast.com. Find all the latest. Subscribe. Go there. Check out our Substack. JamesAzer.substack.com. You can find exclusive, exclusive content that will only be available on Substack. And it's a great way because that's how our subscribers and our fans can actually support the show. Um, and we'll have something on YouTube very shortly as well. So for all of those on YouTube today, uh, just stay tuned for that. Rockwell Automation's control logic bugs is exposing the uh, entire ICS module to potential attacks. This is coming after CISA has now alerted of two significant security flaws that impact Rockwell Automation's control logic Ethernet IP communication modules that can be exploited to achieve remote code execution and denial of service. The resultant impact of exploiting these vulnerabilities vary depending on the control logic system configuration, but they could lead to a denial or loss of control, denial or loss of view, theft of operational data, or manipulation of control for disruptive or destructive consequences on the industrial process for which the control logic systems is responsible, according to our friends over at Dragos. Two CVEs have been uh, released here, CV 2023, 359 or 5, and 359 or 6. 359 or 5 has a CVSS score of 9.8, and it's an out-of-bounds right flaw that impacts the 1756 EN2 and 1756 EN3 products. 359 or 6 has a 7.5 CVSS score, and it's an out-of-bounds right flaw that impacts the 1756 EN4 product that could lead to a denial-of-service condition through maliciously crafted CIP messages. Even worse, the flaws could be abused to potentially override any part of the system to fly under the radar and stay persistent, not to mention render the module completely and absolutely untrustworthy. These type, The types of access provided by these CVEs is similar to zero days employed by uh, Xenotime and the Trisis attack, according to Dragos. Both allow for arbitrary firmware uh, memory manipulation and the targets a communication module responsible for handling network commands. However, their impact is the same. So Dragos cautioned that it discovered an unreleased exploit capability leveraging these vulnerabilities that are associated with an identified nation-state group as of mid-July of this year, meaning this week. There was no evidence of exploitation yet. However, target victim organization and industry verticals were unknown, and we'll see what more comes from that. Juniper also released patches 
to uh, patch multiple high severity vulnerabilities in the Juno's OS, Juno's OS Evolved, and Juno's Space. They published 17 advisories detailing a roughly dozen Juno OS specific security defects and nearly three times as many issues and third party components that are used in its products. Of the new advisories, three described high severity vulnerabilities in the Juno OS and Juno OS Evolved that could lead to a denial of service. The flaws impact QFX uh, 10,000, MX, and SRX serious networking appliances. Eight other advisories deal with medium severity Juno's OS and Juno OS Evolved flaws that could lead to exploited to cause denial of service conditions. They've also released software updates to patch all 11 vulnerabilities, noting that no workarounds are available for any of these issues, so you must patch. The latest Juno OS and Juno OS Evolved updates also include patches for 17 bugs in PHP, message queuing telemetry transport, MQTT, and NTP, including some vulnerabilities that have been public for years. Two of the PHP flaws tracked the CVE 2021-2708 and 2022-31627 are rated as critical. Eight other flaws, four in PHP, two in MQTT, and two in NTP are high severity. The company also released Juno's version 23.1 R1 with patches for 10 vulnerabilities and third-party software, including fives rated as high severity. So you want to get your Juniper devices patched and updated. SonicWell is also asking and warning admins to patch critical uh, authentication bypass bugs immediately. They're warning customers to urgently patch multiple critical vulnerabilities impacting the company's global management system, firewall management and analytics, network reporting, engine and software suites. In total, SonicWell addressed a total of 15 security flaws, including ones that can let threat actors gain access to vulnerable on-prem systems running GMS 9.3.2-SP1 or earlier and analytics 2.5.0.4-R7 or earlier after bypassing authentication. The suite of vulnerabilities, which was... Uh, responsibly disclosed includes four vulnerabilities with a CVSS rating of critical um, a list of vulnerabilities that admits such uh, should patch immediately by upgrading to GMS 9.3.3 and analytics 2.5.2 includes CVE 2023 and this 34124, 34133, 34134, and 34137. Mind you, these will quickly be on the CISA Kev list here. It's a matter of a few days or a week. After the failure in the Apple patch where Safari browsing issues were happening, they've now re-released it, fixing the issue. Apple fixed and re-released an emergency security update addressing the WebKit zero-day vulnerability that's being exploited in attacks. The initial patch had to be withdrawn on Monday due to browsing issues. We talked about it here early on the show, then they withdrew it, and now it's ready to go. So you want to make sure you get your Apple devices updated, y'all, and do that now. QuickBlocks API vulnerabilities open video chat users to data theft. According to digging into the QuickBlocks software development kit and application programming interface, Team 82 alongside Checkpoint Research found that there were critical vulnerabilities putting the personal data of millions of people at risk. Uh, QuickBlocks is a chat and video calling platform in use across various industries, including finance and telemedicine. And researching the platform's vulnerability, uh, the Team 82 and Checkpoint Research pioneered several proof-of-concept exploits for applications running the API. The team also provided examples of how secret tokens and passwords in the QuickBlocks architecture could allow threat actors to source information about QuickBlock users. The researchers found unique ways to exploit these vulnerabilities and carry out potential attacks, allowing them to remotely open doors using intercom features or leak patient information from the telemedicine platforms. Um, so there's that as well. QuickBlocks, uh, they've worked with QuickBox to find solutions to the issues, including new architecture for its platform and a whole new API. Uh, everyone's advised if you're using QuickBlocks to migrate to the latest version for both updates. Now we'll get to our top story of the day. China 
and state-backed Chinese hackers foiled Microsoft's cloud-based security in hacking the email accounts of officials at multiple U.S. agencies that deal with China ahead of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's trip to Beijing last month, according to officials. The surgical targeted espionage accessed the email of a small number of individuals at an unspecified number of U.S. agencies and was discovered in mid-June by the State Department, U.S. officials said. They said none of the breach systems were classified, nor was any of the stolen data. The act officials include Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, the Washington Post reported, citing anonymous U.S. officials. Export controls imposed by her agencies have stung multiple Chinese companies. One person familiar with the investigation said U.S. military and intelligence agencies were not among those impacted uh, in the month-long spying campaign, which also affected unnamed foreign governments. The officials spoke on condition they not be further identified. In a technical advisory Wednesday and on a call with reporters, the CISA, uh, CISA and the FBI said Microsoft determined that the uh, Chinese attackers gained access by impersonating authorized users. Officials didn't specify the nature of stolen data, but one U.S. official said the intrusion was directly targeted at diplomats and others who deal with China portfolio at the State Department and other complementing agencies. The officials added that it was not clear if there had been any significant compromise of information. The Blinken trip went ahead. Again, weakness. China does this kind of stuff. You ought to cancel everything. You ought to reconsider. You ought to increase the tension. You ought to let them know that things just don't go along as they are. Um, Weak response here. We know that China does this. We talked about it yesterday on the show with how they target uh, Western European governments. We've talked about what they're doing to Asian governments. and, 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 and Asian governments as well in their area, uh, the Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, and so many others. China is a direct national security threat to the United States. And the sooner we identify that, the sooner we are able to start dealing with the problem, which is China's not our friend. It's not a ally. It's an adversary that's looking to destroy the United States. And they're not trying to start war with you. They're trying to destroy us from within, with division with having us focus on all the things that are not important in order for them to gain a competitive advantage. So we ought to start getting our, 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 ourselves in gear here, y'all. And we ought to start looking at this and going, how does the Western world and how does the United States spearhead a campaign to disincentivize the Chinese from doing what they do in cyberspace and then across? China's not exactly known for its public... Uh, for, for its ability to be humane. They're not. What they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims in China is just one aspect of the cruelty of the ruling party in China and what they've done in Hong Kong and the threats that they're running on Taiwan right now pose a threat to everyone. And the fact that this happened and no one did a thing about it from the administration, no one talked about it. We're just now finding out nearly a month later, especially after what happened over the weekend with Treasury Secretary Yellen in China. We ought to reconsider these steps. And we ought to look at our friends in the BRICS and, and we ought to start having conversations with India and with Brazil. We ought to start having conversations with Russia. We need to isolate China. Instead, we're allowing China to rise as a power. And we're doing nothing about it while we're getting picked apart, death by a thousand cuts. My take. No, there's very little to do. But if you're talking to your board, if you're in leadership and you're looking at China, China's the number one threat to your organization. They always have been. It's not Russia. It's not Iran. It's not North Korea. They're all just side players to the main player. If, if this was the godfather, you know, 
Russia, you, they're all just the other heads of the five families. They're not they're not the master behind it all. Finally, Orca and Wiz head towards a battle after the company's filed lawsuit. Orca filed a dramatic lawsuit claiming patent infringement, IP theft, and even marketing copycat behavior against Wiz. Orca raised $632 million in VC funding. Uh, Wiz raised around $300 million. The legal battle is bringing into focus the mushrooming of multiple uh, uh, competing startups hawking almost exactly the same tools for securing cloud data scale. According to the company's lawsuit, Wiz has built its business on a simple business plan. Copy Orca, the company said, um, infringing multiple patents and a copycat cloud security platforms. The patent covered techniques for securing virtual cloud assets at rest and blueprints for securing virtual machines by application use analysis. They were granted to Orca Security less than two months ago with Orca's founder, Avi Shoa, uh, listed as the inventor. The patents were uh, filed in August of 2021 and November of 2022. Orca accused Wiz of recruiting its former patent attorneys to copy Orca's IP and even the figures from Orca's patents. Wiz has forced Orca to compete against its own technological breakthroughs in the marketplace, the company said. While both companies are based in Israel, Wiz is a Delaware-registered company with official headquarters in New York. Um, in the cybersecurity business, this is just one. There was an additional lawsuit that was brought forth against um, Wiz as well from Tanium over Wiz recruiting salespeople and having them steal uh, customer information and IP information and contract information in order to target some of their bigger business as well. So Wiz business practices are coming into question here with lawsuits from multiple competitors over their shoddy business practices. So we'll see how this pans out, but it's a risk that you carry now with Wiz being under so many lawsuits. It's a risk that you carry within, within your security stack. And if these lawsuits a year or two from now uh, pan out in one way or another, you could see a, 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 your the service that you're buying actually go down the, the toilet. So consider your choices effectively when you see stuff like this. Also, integrity does matter. And when companies are, are, are accused of doing this, and when you file a lawsuit like a company like this, typically you've got some evidence to back it, right? You're not just randomly suing people for IP infringement and, 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 and copycatting. Uh, tells you all you need to know about the leadership and the culture of the company. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more on Monday at 9 a.m. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the show. Make sure to subscribe. And a lot of big news coming next week ahead of Black Hat. So tune in then. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend and stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.